Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, April 9th, 2018. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Hey, Caitlin, guess what? Guess what? It's snowing. Last you're going to say something happy. I actually I did. I am saying something happy. <laughs> Last week, it was miserable when we were recording. It was like 80 degrees, and now it's snowing. You're unbelievable. How are you? I'm well. I hate the snow. However... We did have an excellent little article come out about Yay. our excellent little podcast. Um, we would love to take this opportunity to thank all of our listeners. And a special shout out, especially to uh, Peter and Billy from Coronation Media for helping us out with our Sorry. branding. And to a listener who messaged me a congratulatory little message, Lindsay, Maryland. Oh. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> and thanks, of course, to the reporting behind the story as well we definitely appreciate the exposure yes kelly shout out to you something else you might appreciate are the u.s chart entries for this week debuting at number 100 there's alice merton with her song no roots darius rucker debuts at number 95 with his song for the first time debuting at number 86 there's morgan wallen featuring florida georgia line with their song up down famous dex debuts at number 70 with his song japan Keeping on a trend, Sean Mendez debuts at number 64 with his song, Lost in Japan. Oh my gosh. And Panic at the Disco debut at number 60 with their song, Say Amen, Saturday Night. Ooh. Caitlin? Something interesting about this week is that all of the UK entries are higher in number than all the bunch of US entries. I didn't actually notice that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so I'm very happy to report number 55. We have David Guetta featuring Sia. Their collaboration is Flames this week. At number 54, we have George Ezra with Pretty Shining People. 51, AJ Tracy with Mimi. Number 48, we have Panic at the Disco, Say Amen. At number 35, we have George Ezra with his song Shotgun. At number 30, we have Shawn Mendes, Lost in Japan. And at number 13, another Shawn Mendes song, In My Blood. And that's it on my side. Excellent. So I am never one to turn down a good theme as people have probably figured out by now. Caitlin certainly knows this. And Mm -hmm. how could I turn down such an obvious theme when you have Japan in two of the song titles on the U.S. side? So (laughs) now you know which two songs I'm talking about. But the theme goes further than that. In Mm -hmm. addition, these are both songs that go back to my favorite or one of my favorite wheelhouses in terms of being very mellow, very floaty and We're also going to play a little bit of Guess Who because I think that both of these songs are the sound of artists moving into territory that was previously occupied by another musician who has since vacated that space. So play along at home. We'll see if you you win the prize. There's no prize. (laughs) But there is the song Lost in Japan. This is Shawn Mendes' second single from his upcoming third album. Uh, the first single, of course, being In My Blood, which was released just the day before that track. Um, as someone who has been kind of skeptical about Sean Mendez, mm. I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders up a little bit. Um, 
I can be reductive about both of those songs. So in my blood, I find it kind of boring. Partially because it reminds me kind of of Ed Sheeran. Oh, I find kind of boring, which is part of why we didn't talk about it last week. And true to my word, Lost in Japan sounds like another musician who I'm a little bit more amenable to. And so now this is where we play the guessing game. Let's listen to the clip. You got plans tonight. I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan and I, I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight. Cause I, I can't get you off my mind. Can't get you off my mind. Can't get you off my mind. Did you got plans tonight? I was hoping I could get lost in your paradise. The only thing I'm thinking about is you and I. Cause I, Caitlin, what's your answer? What is my answer? Justin Timberlake? I mean, I think so, at least. Yeah. Correct. Oh, okay. Or whatever that, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially when he goes to that falsetto, like that is that is quintessential Justin Timberlake. Um, and on one hand, I'm not necessarily complaining. Uh, you know, it's a very pleasant, very mellow song. Piano, gorgeous, mm. especially the intro and the outro of the song because yeah. it's just the piano. Mm-hmm. And so it's this very delicate uh, accompaniment that I'm really into. There's an acoustic guitar, which I think is a kind of nice twist. We've talked about that before in the past and about how that can sometimes be a refreshing thing, uh, particularly in this uh, sort of pop funk space. Mm. Um, so I think that's a nice touch. Um, and I think there's something to be said for so at least some part of the public has kind of soured on Justin Timberlake uh, mm-hmm. post the Super Bowl performance and especially after the release of his most recent album, Man of the Woods. And so if Justin Timberlake is kind of, I don't know if a falling star is overstating it, but if, if there if there is room in that kind of space for someone else to move into, on one hand, I guess it you know makes sense for Shawn Mendes to try to throw his hat in the ring but on the other hand, it's not like he's the only one who's kind of vying for that space. Um, if you just think back to last week, our pick of the week, one Mr. Charlie Puth, mm. uh, very much in the same vein. Um, there's certainly the stylistic differences. Um, if you compare this with uh, Done For Me, of course, the pick of the week from last week, Done For Me is more overtly 80s with the use of the synthesizer tones. But I feel like the overall effect is awfully similar. Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, and I think one of the major differences between the two for me is that you can almost hear the dance moves. Like you can hear the Justin Timberlake dance moves in the Shawn Mendes. And especially yeah. in the chorus. Yeah. Just the, it's almost like a swaying type of thing when he goes into the falsetto, like you said. Let's get lost tonight. Let's get lost yep. tonight. And you can almost, like I see Justin Timberlake performing at the Super Bowl or something like that yep. like and he's moving around a lot and kind of like owning the space yep. which is cool because I don't think Charlie Poof's music does that 
True. And I think maybe part of that leads to kind of the big distinguishing factor I see between these two. That being, I feel like Puth's stuff is a lot more melodically memorable. Mm. Um, you know, for better or for worse in terms of Puth sticking to a formula that works, like you talked about last week. But like, I feel like, I feel like this song gets by on groove. Yeah. To an extent that the Charlie Puth stuff of recent months does not. Um, which I know sounds like kind of faint praise. Like I do, li- I do like the song. Mm-hmm. I just, do you think anything stands out about Sean Mendez? Cause that's part of why I've been so reluctant is like, I, I, I don't necessarily even mean in the sense of like, what's his brand, but right. like, I, I don't feel like there's a lot that distinguishes him from other pop mu- musicians. For an embarrassingly long time, I thought Charlie Puth and Sean Mendez were the same person. Sure. And that was just based on me not, kind of I guess seeing any pictures of them or really hearing a lot of their music and they're somewhat interchangeable but I think I I really appreciate the argument you're making about filling a space because that's something that I think Charlie Puth has yet to do Mm. I think he needs to find uh, either a spot to fill or carve out a new path for himself so it's interesting seeing Shawn Mendes kind of maybe making the first move especially since as you noted last week Puth is um Puth is what 26 or something like that yes. and Sean Mendes is 20 mm. I want to say so there's a fairly significant age gap at least significant in the world of pop um, and I think that is another limitation that's definitely worth keeping in mind totally yeah anything else not for me cool so we're going to jump to the other Japan uh, <laughs> song <laughs> I guess <laughs> whatever you want to call it well what I want to call it is Japan because that's the name of the song this is the second single from Dex's uh, famous Dex's debut album Dex meets Dexter, which was actually just released uh, this past Friday. Uh, so d- uh, here recording on Saturday, that's just yesterday. The first single from that album, which is called Pick It Up, uh, peaked at number 54 on the Hot 100 last year. Uh, it's currently hovering at around number 71 right now, so still kicking. Uh, as for Japan, it also debuts at number 30 on the Hot Hip Hop R&B chart. I mentioned the uh, the game show that we're running here, who this reminds you of. We're going to play that again with the clip, but before I play the clip, I want you to pay attention, dear listener, to two things. One, the main keyboard figure that this song is structured around. Pay attention to that and pay attention to the sort of asides that Dex uses. The sort of, not not fi- like I don't mean filler words in a derogatory oh. sense, but the ones that sort of go between the ends of phrases. Okay. Uh, pay attention to the vocals, especially the the. Fi- the asides that come at the start of this clip. Let's listen. All right, Caitlin, I don't know if you'll agree with me as much on this one, but uh, I'm curious. 
Does this remind you of anyone? My thought with the little punctuated I spy with my little eye. You're making my segues for me. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, Caitlin's talking about the uh, hit song from last year, peaked at number four, Kyle and Lil Yachty, their song I Spy. So the reason I pointed out the keyboard figure is that even though there are some differences, again, in terms of these figures, the one on I Spy is more resolutely like joyful and upbeat. Mm. But they both have a sort of lightheartedness to them uh, that I think is worth pointing out. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of the beginning of I Spy. I ain't been getting high. Well, maybe a little, baby. I don't want to lie. I know when you text me, girl, I don't always reply. Well, you're not an angel either. You can't even fly. I notice you think that you know. All this shade that's coming at me. I wonder who does it. They can't see the vision, boy. They must be out of focus. So again, similar sort of uh, mood to these keyboard lines uh, with slight twists. But what I want to kind of extrapolate that onto is... Similar to how Justin Timberlake uh, has sort of vacated that particular spot that he occupied in the pop landscape, I think there's something to be said. There's something to be said for famous decks potentially moving into the spot that Lil Yachty used to occupy. Uh, we alluded to it a couple of weeks ago. Lil Yachty's latest album, Lil Boat Two which is where apparently Yachty decides that he no longer wants to be known for being uh, sort of goofy and playful and lighthearted and tries to go for a more hard and sort of uh, aggressive mm -hmm. posture, which leaves a gap for someone to potentially come in and be a little more playful and lighthearted, which I think Dex does a pretty good job on here. But there's one more person that I also want to connect to this song, uh, someone who, uh, to my knowledge, at least nothing I could find, indicates that this person has really had much uh, presence on the pop charts. But you remember those uh, those little chuckles, the offhand sort of filler words that yeah. I pointed out earlier on? This is my excuse to talk about a rapper that I love called Ski Mask the Slump God. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's you. And regrettably... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that talented at rapping, <laughs> not even close. But okay, so I don't have a t I don't have time for a full background on Ski Mask, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I do have time for a little bit of a clip. Uh, there, I think, are a lot of similarities in terms of vocal tone, and specifically those asides on these two songs. Uh, this is a clip of a Ski Mask song that came out a couple months ago, called uh, "This Is All One Word." Do I have the sauce? There's so much I could say here. So, on the surface level, obviously, you got those weirdly round, scraping laughs. The yeah. ho 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 ho. And the <gasps> Yeah. I, I can't imitate it again. <laughs> not very good at that sort of thing. Um, but it goes deeper than that. And I'm going to try to restrain myself from just kind of going off the deep end and rambling here because this is something I'm super into. But both Dex and Ski Mask have a history of at least on some level engaging with rappers from various Asian countries, Ooh. both through uh, this company, 88 Rising. 
Don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. Sort of record Hip-hop. label media. Yep. 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 They're, they're a label. They're also a media company. They do the videos and everything like that. Mm. I think that in the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot more Asian rappers in the charts. Or at least I hope so, because there is a lot of really cool stuff going on. The most visible of these being Rich Brian, whose album came out, I want to say in January or something like that. Mm. Uh, that peaked at number 18. But even then, you also have BTS, right. who we had talked about. Uh, more of a traditional K-pop group, but again, their song Mic Drop, which I could not stop raving about, also has rapping in it. There was the remix with Designer on it. Yeah, no, and now that you're talking about like weird oohs, ahs, uh-huh kind mm-hmm. of things, Designer is like kind of known for that or his weird little like yep. kind of thing yep 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 <laughs> yeah. and a couple other groups that are also on this 88 rising thing um thing it's a label <laughs> media empire whatever you know, this thing whatever you want to call it <laughs> my, my enthusiasm is making me lose my words but one of the groups on 88 rising is a chinese hip-hop group called higher brothers and both famous decks and ski mask have done tracks with the higher brothers the ski mask one is very good Highly recommend it. It's called Flow Rida. It's much better than the rapper with the same name. Oh um, there's also the South Korean rapper Keith Ape, who oh. is fantastic. I've gushed to a couple grad students before about a remix of his track that's like 13 minutes long. It's incredible. But Ski Mask did a track with Keith, Keith Ape called A Chew, like a sneeze. Oh. Um, and that's also fantastic. So, in conclusion, trying to draw it all together because my enthusiasm has led me down many rabbit holes. I think you're going to see a lot more Asian hip hop in the charts and I think it's really cool. And I think famous Dex is one of the U S rappers who is part of this sort of cross continental sort of bridging that's going on and is uh, super cool to see. That's so fascinating. And just as like, final thing, I won't dwell on this too long. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about those kinds of I guess, bridges Mm. between West Coast and Asia. I do more East Coast and Britain or East Coast European kind of connections. Mm -hmm. So this is really cool to hear about. I have no idea. And again, for all of those who are interested in the artists that Tanner mentioned, check out our Spotify and YouTube playlists. All of the videos are there for your enjoyment. Yes. All right. Let's continue our venture outside the United States and uh, toss it over to Caitlin with the UK. Fantastic. I will be first speaking about Flames today. So that's the David Guetta featuring Sia. Just a little background on songs that you probably have heard before. Uh, These two first collaborated on Titanium. Obviously, monster track. Classic. Classic. How long ago, Tanner? I'm going to look at my notes here and say six years ago. Very close. Seven. I misread the notes. (laughs) I tried to cheat and I didn't even cheat. Properly. It's very easy to remember. Seven years ago, it only reached number seven on the Billboard charts. It was number one for a week on the UK official charts back in 2011. And that's probably the most famous David Guetta Sia collaboration, even though they've really been working together for a number of years. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of my all time favorites that I also put on the playlist for you is the collaboration between them with She-Wolf. It's such a good track. It has so much energy. It's excellent. But that one only hit number eight in the UK, and it did not chart in the US. So this current song that we're talking about today, Flames, not as clubby, not as dancey. It is in the top 10 in the US hot dance and electronic charts, which is very interesting. And it's 
nowhere to be found on Billboard. The Billboard Hot 100, the Hot 100 that is. Gotcha. Yeah. No. So it'll be interesting to see where this song goes based on the really successful, more clubby collaborations between David Guetta and Sia. So I'm going to kind of give you guys a listen, and then we're going to get into it. Caitlin has come up with a number of really fantastic comparisons or sort of metaphors to describe this. And I just thought of one that I need to throw out there before you dazzle us all. Okay. This almost sounds a little bit like it could be used as the soundtrack for the trailer for a made for TV teen movie. Ooh, that's so true. That's oh, what I just like thought of. Zoe 101, even something like that. Something in that neck of the woods. Oh, snap. But that's you, a good one. You've got some as well. Of course. My first... <laughs> approach i guess swipe at this song was that man they sound tired yes right david guetta 50 years old still doing his thing still playing festivals sia 42 years old man i mean there's nothing wrong with that but it's it translates to old people making inspirational pop that sounds tired now <laughs> tanner for some reason thinks that's amazing i, I don't know about amazing <laughs> I, there's something very evocative about that but i'll let you continue yes and another point that i will make and elaborate on later leads me to believe that this is going to be a really good karaoke track i don't know how yep. many of you listeners have heard your friend your colleague however try and sing titanium in a bar and it's terrible. Guess what? Here's your alternative. And this <laughs> might sound a little better, and you won't be as embarrassed. The pace of the song kind of is drudging along. Um, it's not that sonically, di- I guess, diverse. Like, we have a lot of very straightforward elements that we do find in a lot of club mm-hmm. music. And what this song reminded me of was Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces, the album we talked about. Was it last year now? Long time ago. That sounds right. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking of the track Slide in particular. has a lot of similar elements to this song. Three things that I miss in this song that I wish it had. First, a drop. David Guetta, please. Like, you can do this. We've heard it before. But as it goes into the chorus, it's almost like he's kind of passing it over to Sia. And Sia cannot perform a drop. That has to be done by the DJ. <laughs> and that's one thing that I miss on this song. The second one is Sia's insane vocal range, which is why this makes it a good karaoke track, right? 
So there's usually a note or two in her songs that normal human beings cannot even come close to executing, right? With her kind of gusto belting, and support, yeah. belting, right? I do not experience that in this song. I sang along with it just to make sure. And I was like, man, I don't have that good of a vocal range, but I can sing You're these hitting notes. Those notes. I'm hitting them notes. So my last thing that I miss in this song is the hidden message or what I like to think of as Sia being a master of building songs around inanimate objects. So if we remember Chandelier and the message behind that and people were confused as to what it meant, was it like suicidal? Was it this? Was it inspirational? The sounds were kind of confused people a little bit and there was some mystery behind it, especially with her performance style, which is if she's performing live, back to the audience, right? And that I don't get here as much it's very straightforward keep on going (laughs) we're gonna get through this you know and uh i think she's a very very excellent songwriter that's better than that yeah i think it's weird how the lyrical content of the songs of the song mirrors my experience of listening to the song Mm. like they nail the sort of monotonous trudging theme that the lyrics talk about but they don't deliver the resolve and the sort of energy that is required to get through something that is difficult and uh tiresome Mm. so you're left with all of the negatives and none of the positives and something that's kind of middle of the road like i i think i'm i'm less irritated by it than you Mm. um it's just shrug yeah exactly and I am going to give us that resolve that Tanner's talking about by yes, playing please. a clip from a recent Sia song. This came out in early 2018. It was on the uh, last 50 Shades soundtrack and it was acoustic. So Afrojack and Geta came in, remixed the song. I wanted to go out on a not kind of mediocre trudging note. So I'm going to play you This remix, even though it didn't chart in the US or the UK, it is called Helium. For going with me on that journey <laughs> it might not have hit the us or the uk charts but it charted in your heart it totally did i'm gonna make a blog that's called it charted in my heart and it will be a music review spin-off podcast yes oh my god it charted in my heart. <laughs> with that i'm going to move on to another song that i enjoyed off of the uk official singles charts and that is shotgun by the one and only George Ezra. Yes. Yes. So, throwback to two weeks ago, we talked about Hold My Girl. That debuted at 95. He's back. Right now, give you a little update on him. Paradise, the single he released from his current album, Staying at Tamara's, uh, is at number two right now. Blech. 
Number two. Uh, we'll see how long it stays there. My sense is that it will be in the top ten for a couple more weeks. The album, Staying at Tamara's, is number one right now in the UK. So, big things are happening. I just wanted to give you guys that background because George Ezra is starting to become a big thing in the UK. He's less of a thing right now in the US. We're, I'm going to follow him. I don't know about Tanner. but Nope. <laughs> I'm going to follow him and see what he can do to break into this U.S. market. will be interesting. Caitlin, I'm becoming convinced that George Ezra is incapable of making any up-tempo song sound good. No! Help me. This is great! Help me. I'm going back... Because I need a self-validation moment. I deserve one. Okay. So remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about Nikki Jam, the song X? Absolutely. Right. You loved that song. Yes. Remember how I was talking about seasons? Yep. Yes. So release dates and things like this. Well, guess what? Let me quote George Ezra. He did an interview with NME when his album came out talking about Shotgun. He says... I've never had this before, but we've had conversations of, do we need to consider what the weather's doing when we release these songs? Some of the songs on this record lend themselves more to a nice open fire in a pub in England, and Shotgun is definitely not that song. I'm just so happy that we're releasing it leading into summer. Summer means festivals, and festivals mean singing along. Takeaway, weathers and seasons matter, and... Hello, music industry. Here I come. I was just born for this, wasn't I, Tanner? <laughs> so I'm going to pick that up a little bit after I talk about the music here because I want to spend a little more time on lyrics. I haven't been doing that of late, and I kind of missed it. And I think there's a really cool uh, maybe proposition that I can make to you, Tanner. We'll see. So Caitlin's collaborations. Here we go. I would love... And I think I actually will do this. Make a mashup of the song Cheerleader, OMI. Do you remember that? Ooh, Unfortunately. I think that I found. Love that song. Ugh. Oh, man. It's so <laughs> it's so summery. It has a very similar kind of uh, wobbly guitar, if you listen to the beginning of this song. And it also has trumpet, which is now I'm starting to think like a summer instrument like if we're looking into or maybe reading into george ezra's statement and picking out some instruments that we don't see as much of in releases in colder months this one you know the trumpet's really bright, bright. and it's happy and it's loud yep. you know and those are all things of like outdoors sunshine so, yep. you know which is it's kind of fun to think about um moving right along lyrics so obviously Ezra has written a summer driving song top down you know he also mentioned it's 
he wants it to be a festival anthem, right? So in my experience, unless you're kind of a diehard fan of one band or one artist in particular at a festival, you will only sing the choruses. Now, this chorus here is very punctuated. It has punchy kind of one-syllable words, and it's framed by this funky, this bass line, right? Shot, gun. And then you have the bass doing, and then he does it again. Hot sun. <laughs> right? And that is going to be so good at a festival. Why? Because people will be able to hear the bass and the one-syllable words are very easy to remember. Pump your fist Scream. to them. Exactly. So that blended with the choice of trumpet. It's just an outside song. It lends itself so well to stages and even for practicality, the musicians on the stage will be able to hear, you know, with thousands of people screaming and yeah. those lyrics, like it's positioned in such a way that they'll be able to hear themselves. Yeah. So I can appreciate that. So lyric time, yellow and green. Those were the lyrics in this song that stuck out to me the most and kind of didn't make sense to me at first I went on genius and was like what the heck do people think this means and they like somebody wrote about traffic lights I'm like no because he sings time flies by in the yellow and green like he's not in the traffic lights I have an issue with this person who wrote that because it was very confusing to me (laughs) so my proposition my argument here is that George Ezra is talking about South Africa in this song Now, let me put forth my evidence. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around, you'll see what I mean. There's a mountaintop that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. And later in a verse, I think the second verse, he sings the south of the equator navigator, referring to himself. So, yellow and green, I immediately, because I come from a rugby family, thought of the Springboks. So they are the South African national rugby team, Their jerseys are yellow and green. Very bright colors. Springboks is like their mascot? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like a little gazelle. Springboks. Yeah. Cool. Um, So that was my yellow and green connection. Mountaintop, Table Mountain, South Africa, really famous. I think it's a wonder of the world. I didn't actually check this, and I'm not going to Google it right now. (laughs) Because I just want to move on. Just flying off the hip. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Somebody checked that for me. And South Africa is, guess what, south of the equator. He also went to South Africa for a couple performances in 2015. People who said it was about traffic lights, come at me. You got to take that to the genius. Right, uh, I love this. The genius annotations. And I love this because I actually thought when I first heard his voice that he was South African hmm. for some reason. They have a very distinct accent. And I think uh, for some reason it, it stuck out to me as so that. Cute. So. I will take that to Genius Lyrics. And with that, would you like to announce our pick of the week? Sure would. (laughs) Listeners who are keeping score at home can probably guess by now that it is, of course, Japan. It's a really, really cool song. And especially in a week where I felt like not a lot stood out to me, I feel like Mm -hmm. this song did so. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the lyric video that was released for it. Yes. Would you like to describe it? No. 
<laughs> it's real dumb. It's basically Dex hanging out with a couple women. They play D- fake DDR at one point. There are a bunch of bad like CGI graphics going around. So in the past, we've talked a lot about how there is a lot of hip hop these days that is rather glum, shall we say? Very bleak, very depressed, very melancholy, which both of us have an appreciation for. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But I think we could probably also agree that there needs to be more... Happy rap. Yes, we need both. We need both sides. We need the yin and the yang. We need the light and the dark. And we need famous decks. And we need Japan, which is why it's our pick of the week. Indeed. Thank you so much for riding shotgun with Char Chat this week. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram at chartchat. Check out that Twitter. We just posted a really cool Dave cover of a Lana Del Rey song. And by we, I mean me. Caitlin almost died when she found that. I just stumbled upon it and I was so happy. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. Yes. And also, if you'd be so kind, we would love for you to rate and review us on your preferred streaming site. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for you or your company and organization, visit coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And we'll catch you next week. Baby, wait, hop up in this race. No, this is not a date. This is a cruise, but don't love it. Wait, it's getting late. Think it's past eight. Took her to my place. Baby, ate me like some cake. Wait, call Jake. Think I need an eight. Don't be to the face. I need to take a break. Wait, but don't be cool. Money stupid blue. Boyfriend is a fool. I'm trying to make you comfortable. Baby girl, what you doing? Where your man? I just popped a Zan. 50,000 in Japan. I ain't doing no plan. These red bottoms, I'm no vans. And she telling all the friends, I might put them on the ground. Baby girl, what you doing? Where your man? I just popped a Zan. 50,000 in Japan. I ain't doing no plan. These red bottoms, I'm no vans. And she telling all the friends, I might put them on the ground. Maybe I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs>